Hey there, you're listening to Your Life is Awesome, brought to you by Enjoy Toys, featuring true life stories about sex told by audience members at Smut Slams around the world. Smut Slam is a growing network of dirty storytelling shows founded in 2011 by me, Cameron Moore. We do our best to keep Smut Slam safe, but safe doesn't mean G-rated. Some of these stories are explicit as fuck. If you're not into that, now is a good time to get out. Otherwise, enjoy the show. there and welcome to Your Life is Awesome, the podcast featuring stories from Smut Slam, a sex positive storytelling show that runs in various incarnations around the world. My name is Cameron Moore. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the founder of Smut Slam International. Now, as the frequent host of these shows, of course, I I give one of my own stories. You know, it's a little bit of modeling how it's done, and it is meant to kind of make the space feel open and available. And and that, of course, leads to the biggest role that I think I do for Smut Slam is I try to make the space feeling encouraging, comfortable, uh, safe, yet exciting, um, and supportive to any audience member that wants to get up and share their story from the microphone. It never ceases to amaze me that people do it even after uh, close to 13 years of doing smut slam in places all over the planet we still always have audience members who feel empowered to get up and give us a little piece of their sexual experience it is truly amazing and we are so glad that you can join us here for this episode of your life life is awesome where you can also experience the magic this episode was recorded in berlin in december 2023 the theme was giving and receiving now maybe it's obvious to you but i don't know like for me i, I was a little bit surprised we just everyone in the room not everyone, but a lot of people went straight to butt sex, self-included, for our story. It's just is one of those kind of behaviors or activities that when you're doing it, it's like the giving and receiving part can sometimes feel pretty clear cut. Other times, not so much. That's kind of what we got into with these stories. We have, uh, you know, uh, you know, ice cream and, and butt sex among friends. We have I mean, just there's a ton of butt sex, to be honest. Um, there's a whole range of good times that we got to explore at this at this Smut Slam, and you get to listen to it all. Between stories, we have, of course, the fuck bucket, which is the our mechanism for the uh, uh, anonymous questions and confessions that audience members can turn in during the show. I do my best to answer them. Sometimes I'll ask the judges to help out. Sometimes I will crowdsource the response from the audience, all right? So so those are a lot of fun to explore as well. So we got stories, we got questions, we got whole, whole ass fucking discussions happening there. That is the magic of Smut Slam. It's entertainment. It's education. It's all together in one glorious fucking pool of awesomeness. You're here for it. Strap in, sit back, enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. Oh. (laughs) I've wanted to get a sounding kit for a long time, and I've decided to finally get myself one for Christmas. Oh. 
sounding is um, inserting devices into your urethra. Uh, it can be done whatever your gender. It's fantastic. I'm going to just say, as someone who receives, it's great. I would never do it to someone else for the exact same reasons that I went over in my, my opening story. I don't know what I'm doing. But like, I know what I'm doing with my own pee hole, and it's fantastic. You've got to be super careful. There are kits designed for it. Uh, again, whether, whether you've got like inside plumbing or outside plumbing, there's different types of sounds to use. Um, but uh, I, congratulations to whoever that is. Yes. It's a good thing I'm not running for government office because it's too late. I've, all of my shit is out there. All of my stuff is out there. Good Lord. Everyone knows. Um, so my story is about Marcus and Marcus. And uh, one was spelt with a K and one was spelt with a C. And I met them in that, that uh, wonderful abundant time between Christmas and New Year where who knows what day it is and the days go on forever and you don't know whether it's Monday or Sunday and you don't know whether it's 4am or 4pm. It's dark so much and there's just so much time. And... Uh, my friends invited me for a spontaneous drink at their apartment and uh, I went over to their apartment and I can only assume we drank an enormous amount because next thing we were new, I knew we were at this bar, have no idea what, what the bar's called, I think it's in, I assume it's in Schoenberg. Uh I kissed the girls who were uh, the other guests uh, at, the, at the drinks uh, and I met these two guys named Marcus and... They, sat, well, I don't know how this happened, but they were inviting me back for a threesome and they had this within their friendship that they had sex with a girl sometimes. And I was going, am I, am I fucking crazy? I just met these guys. I have no idea, uh, you know, who these guys are and am I seriously going to go home with two guys I've only just met and I and I asked my friends and they were like yeah do it and I was like oh gay men you know <laughs> they're safe you know they can go home and they're probably going to be able to uh, fight off Marcus and Marcus if it was going to be like that and I asked these girls and they were like do it and I was like but I only only just met these girls and maybe they're crazy and maybe they want me to come to harm Marcus and Marcus were wonderful and no harm, nobody was harmed. Uh, Marcus with a K uh, was gregarious and he had many brothers. They didn't have anything to do with this story, but I remember that he had many brothers. <laughs> and he had, a, he had a very beautiful shapely dick. And once he saw it and had anything to do with it, he told me how wonderful my pussy was all the time and that's always nice to hear. <laughs> and then the other Marcus was dark and intense. He had very dark hair and dark eyes and he'd grown up in Kreuzberg and we were actually at his mother's house <laughs> because he was just visiting because he works in an organic farm in Brandenburg. But we were in Marcus's mother's living room. Marcus's mother was not there. <laughs> Uh, but, she, but he was just staying in this little cordoned off area in the living room with curtains, which also sort of adds to this kind of sense of this like uh, uh, time. Well, we had a, it was a time out of time, but it was also like a little space out of kind of regular space. And, you know, the thing with a threesome is there's so many hands 
and there's just this abundance. And I should say also, I think that Marcus and Marcus kissed, but mainly it was just about me, and I was getting all the gifts. <laughs> all the presents were for me. And, uh, yeah, there was, uh, you know, many hands and many mouths. And there's that thing, you know, when someone is performing oral sex on you, it's like, you know, that's an amazing thing, but you kind of wish that they would kiss you as well on your mouth. And you can have that in a threesome. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, two, two dicks that were always hard and ready to go all the time. It was a wonderful... Uh, Wonderful gift to me. Uh, I enjoyed giving, I enjoyed receiving. And uh, ever since that time of year, that period between Christmas and, and New Year, is a special time that I encourage, uh, a special, uh, that you take a little time out for, for yeah, the gifts. <laughs> and, uh, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. I've always, like for me, I've always thought that made a lot of sense actually, especially especially uh, if you're a younger adult and you're still like going back to your folks house or whatever, or you go to other places where you're not like normally at and then you've got all the space and the time and you're going to leave there on January 2nd and they're not going to know you again if, you, if it's really gotten quite raunchy or bad, right? So I've always thought that time definitely is... A semi sort, a semi sort of like carnival, like like just you know like knock yourselves out with it. Um, especially, I feel like especially if you can do it on a religious holiday. Um, no, I I feel like our society takes that too seriously. The Christmas shit. And Easter, right? Like, both of it. Just like, we're not all that. We're not all Christian, for starters. Those days should not be off limits for a bit of rumpy pumpy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I know. I thought... Wait, is that not a Britishism? Is that not like a really anachronistic Britishism? Yes? You're like, please, God. <laughs> Leave it in the past. Rumpy Pumpy's fun, though. That sounds fun, right? Huh? It sounds like what you would do. It sounds like what you would do. Rumpa Pum Pum, baby. Exactly. And it's got that feeling of being on an exercise ball, you know? Rumpy Pumpy. Okay, anyway. Uh, What's going on? Why don't you ever stop me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> one time I was having sex with a couple and one of them was finger fucking me. <clears throat> I asked for more fingers. Oh no, you already have my entire fist. <laughs> Their partner was happy to lend a hand. Yay! So this is a story from my sordid past uh, before transition. Uh, so this is back when I was uh, what is now referred to among my friends as Lady Bard. Lady Bard was living, uh, was a student in Jerusalem in the late aughts. Um, I picked up this Icelandic guy at a bar on the weekend, and 
going home with him at some point, and we had we fucked, and then another day, he got in touch with me and he wanted to meet up again. And the, the first meetup was weird, but I was like, okay, let's do it. I got nothing better to do. Um, and so he comes over to, this time to my place in downtown Jerusalem. And it's like a really wretched student apartment, you know. And this is some Icelandic guy. I don't know their life, you know. But in retrospect, I realized their life is much nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> this was I was I was like, what I was like twenty two twenty three at the time, and I learned during our first meetup that this guy works for like the WHO, like the World Health Organization. He was in Israel on like some humanitarian thing to help children, and so he was very like I don't know sanctimonious in this European way, and at the time, from my perspective, that appeared exotic. <laughs> I had a thing for Scandinavians, so I was down. Um, I, however, was a very trashy gamer metalhead, and uh, I was at the time playing a very violent video game where you got to be like a monster that flies around New York and like eats people, just random innocent passersby. You just you eat them. You have tentacles coming out of your face, and I was really into it. I was just like flying around there. So this guy comes over from Iceland on his humanitarian mission. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the living room playing. And the living room is really fucked. It's like a shitty little student apartment. There's like, we don't have space for a fridge in the kitchen. So the fridge is in the living room next to my like gaming computer and the TV, you know. And I'm like sitting there playing the game. And he comes in all like Lars, tall and polite, you know. It was all very like, I, I wasn't really thinking about cultural differences at the time. It wasn't on my mind. So just like, hey man, do you want to see this cool game I'm playing? Like, I don't know how anyone believed I was a lady at the time, honestly. <laughs> so he's like, oh yeah, let us look at this game. And so... He sits down in my gaming chair, and I sit on his lap, all, all like, girly. And I'm like, let me show you this game. It's so cool. You can eat these people. Arr, look at that. And, and he's sitting there, and he's just shocked. He's never seen this, the like of this ever before. He's, he's like, very... I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he not into this game? It's so cool. You can, like, just eat all these people. You can fly. And the guy's like, oh, but why would you eat these people? What have they done to you? Like, nothing. They're made up. They're not real. You can just eat them. There's no consequences. You know? So I see the game is not a success with this guy. He's not chill at all. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let's stop playing the game. Let's go fuck. Okay. So we go to my room. And he's clearly, like, after seeing my gaming habits, he's, like, no longer into me. Oh. But he does want to fuck. <laughs> but he doesn't want to fuck in a way that's fun for me anymore. Yeah. So, he just, like, no foreplay. We just kind of, like, get into it. He fucks me, comes, and then gets up. And put his pants back on, and I'm just lying there with my top still on, just like 
what about me? <laughs> and the dude is like, oh, I'm in a hurry. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he left, and I was like, wow, fuck that guy. <laughs> what a sanctimonious prick. He didn't want to eat those people in the game. He didn't want to eat me. And that's about giving and receiving. Not receiving. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> I saw an ad on Mark.de. Mark.de. A woman was selling a baggie of her pubes. It said, imagine what you could do with them. I'm still wondering what one does with them. Ah! Taking suggestions from the audience. What do you do with a baggie of pubes? What do you do with cut pubes? Go. What? Cloning. Cloning? <laughs> Not where I was. I was thinking some kind of like, some kind of, of like kinky uh, drag beard. You could like use that for your drag beard. Um, that's a good texture for it. Anybody else? What would you do? Jewelry. Jewelry. Well, like put it in resin or braid it? How long do you think that is? Just, like horse hair. Just, oh man. No wonder she cut them all off. Just like dragging on the ground when she was wearing dresses. Ah, kept stepping on it. Um, what would you do jewelry? No, seriously, what would you do jewelry with? I actually know somebody who made a ring out of their lover's... Uh, Pubes. Okay. So back in the 1800s, people used to make horsehair, like French, like they used to make rings out of horsehair, just like because it was kids. It was a kids thing, right? It was like friendship rings or whatever. So pubes. Okay. I had this wonderful experience that uh, was a threesome too, because uh, I mean, that just works when you want to have like both things at the same time. And um, it was with a casual fuck buddy of mine whose girlfriend, we all knew about each other, everything's fine, but she um, expressed interest in a threesome and he forwarded that interest towards me. And I was like, sure, pretty sure we can grab a drink, meet, chat, see how the night goes. And the night was a success, I would say. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then um, sometime later, I think they've separated by then or something, he and me uh, ended up talking about it again. And I was just like, oh yeah, actually, because I didn't have much contact afterwards with her, um, I asked him, like, yeah, what, what did she say about it? Like, I had a good time. As far as I know, everybody had a good time. But maybe she said something specifically or so. And he was apparently, she said that was, or it still counts as far as that update was, uh, as one of her best experiences ever. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. I felt very, very happy about that. That's good to hear. And I was like, yeah, but, but that's... Also, I mean, it was a good night, but nothing mind-blowing. We didn't do anything very acrobatic or anything. So I was like, Is it, what, what was her reasoning behind that? And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, well, so apparently that moment where he was behind me, I was on my hands and knees, and she was in front of me uh, on her back, me eating her out, while he was fucking me, and I ended up coming and apparently screaming my orgasm into her, which is <laughs> her... <laughs> that was her quote. Apparently, that worked out really, really well, vibration-wise. <laughs> and so, turns out, giving and receiving at the same time ends up giving you unforeseen benefits. 
I personally, and it's just me, find that giving and receiving at the same time is incredibly distracting. I think I need to focus a little more. I've never been a fan of 69. Personally, for example, uh, highly overrated. It's just got a lot of hype behind it, right? It's a good number, but uh, visually it makes sense, but no. Okay. But I'm glad that it worked out. And you know, one of the things I love about that too is I know that in at least five or six people's minds right now, they're like, adding it to the list of things to try. <laughs> you get ideas from Smut Slam. You really do. You really do. I got a free Brazilian wax earlier this week and discovered I may be more masochistic than I thought. <laughs> Ow! That is not a thing I am pursuing at all. No. Story is about a threesome theme of the night. Uh, anal sex and ice cream. Uh, so I was living in Australia and I had this cute little apartment in Melbourne and it was just like the fuck laboratory, I would say. Um, people would come round and I had shelves full of sex toys and they'd sort of get those little baskets you get at the supermarket and just kind of walk past my shelves and just like a bit of that, a bit of that. And, and uh, two friends came over, um, Beaver, um, it's the actual name, which I love, and, uh, and a friend called Sam, and somehow um, it was like, it was like an obvious kind of like, we're going to fuck. And uh, Sam said, look, I've never had anal sex. And I was like, well, I've just finished my training in the sexological bodywork, and I've, you know, constantly having my hands in people's uh, genitals and anuses. Why don't you just lie down and we'll, we'll just do like, Anal sex, anal pleasure 101. And they're like, yeah, great, okay. So they lay down and then Beaver's like, well, what do I do? And it's like, I don't know, well, you can like watch or cheer or something. And, um, and uh, Beaver is like this amazing neurodivergent kinky weirdo um, and went to the kitchen and got some ice cream. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be something kind of nasty and kinky. Um, and sat on the couch. Yes! Yes! Eating ice cream and watching us. Yes! Uh, so Sam's down there like, whoop. Oh, no, I think that's right. I, I was and always excited about initiating people into douching. So we'd already done the bathroom douching thing, which I love. Uh, and then Sam's there, legs up, and uh, I'm in. And uh, Beaver's... <laughs> and uh, Sam had a great time my hand in their ass and um, uh, new things and I, I was getting off on the kind of like I'm the teacher kind of person but it was obviously like we're heading to the threesome there's beaver and the ice cream and the anal and <laughs> run away um, so there was some, some give and take I want to be on point uh, and then, um, yeah, the bowl of ice cream was finished and the like little anal class was finished and we all jumped onto the sofa and had a good fuck. And that's my story. I love that. I love that. Uh, I love... Um, um, I, first of all, I love when food doesn't get into orifices, right? So when you talk, talk about, when you talk, no, no, especially sweet stuff, right? It's just like sweet stuff, and if, the, if there's vaginas involved, it's just, it's like not a good match. So I'm just happy thinking about someone kind of sitting there, like, like 
like literally just like Netflix and chill, just watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> Confession, I had sex with my then boyfriend in my parents' jacuzzi with them just one door away. <laughs> the older I get, the more I am sure they were not as unaware as 17... <laughs> As 17-year-old me thought. <laughs> oh, there's a little footnote asterisk by the jacuzzi part. I had sex with my then-boyfriend in my parents' jacuzzi several times. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> they definitely knew. They definitely knew. Okay, who of you see, have seen Vikings, the television show? <laughs> Woo! Okay. Not that many, apparently, but that's okay. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> but there's one thing I imagine about Vikings, and that is human sacrifice. With tortures and chants and people like being all secrecy. And I was like, oh, that, that really seems interesting. I want to do that to so somebody in a kinky context. <laughs> but like, there's the thing. Where do you get a crowd of people chanting with torches and a location that matters, like, that, that sets the vibe? But like, then it came together, I wanted to do a play party, and my uncle has a huge garden, and there's like a tree root that's like dead and huge, and I've grown up in this garden. But then at one point, I was in this garden again, and I knew this is the tr tree root that has to be a human sacrifice. <laughs> throw a play party in this garden. My uncle was on board with it. So I, we had people, we had people with torches. Well, we needed to find a few friends who were like willing to hold the torch. <laughs> but that was like that. That was like one step further. We needed to find a a victim that wanted to be sacrificed. And it was like that can't be so hard. I really want to do this to somebody. I have to find a willing friend who wants to be sacrificed on this tree root in this garden, an arena full of my friends watching. How can this be so hard, right? Is there someone among you who would like to be sacrificed on a tree root? Okay, so we asked a friend of mine, and she, she was like, God, no. And I was like, okay, this might be a bit harder than I imagined, but I really want to sacrifice somebody. And my friend, my, my best friend at this time, he, he was organizing this play party with me. He was like, why don't you do it? Why don't you be the one who gets sacrificed? And I was like, but I want to watch. I want to do this to somebody. And then and the, other, the other half of my brain was like, but, but that would be a really nice experience to, to be sacrificed. <laughs> it was like this, this thought, this thought was growing in my mind and it was like, Fuck yeah, I want to be sacrificed on a, on a tree root in this garden full of people watching in an arena. And that's how it shall be done. So I had this like scepter of planning this whole thing in my hand. And as soon as I said, okay, I want to be the victim, the scepter of planning went on to my best friend, who was really on board with it too. He was really excited. He was going to be the one who gets to sacrifice me, okay? And as I was handing over the scepter of planning, to him. And it was at that moment that I realized I fucked up. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way, okay? I wanted to, to receive, I wanted to give this experience to somebody because I wanted to watch and I wanted to make it happen. And at some point, at like the moment I said I'm going to be the victim, I was going to be the one who receives this experience. 
but it also meant that I had like all the control taken away from me and he was it was given to my best friend and he was like he would be so much better at this telling the story because he was like <laughs> evil grin <laughs> he was he was cooking some things up in his brain and I was like what did I get myself into? <laughs> so I had all this plan laid out, and, and my best friend was involved in all of this, but then I was taken out of the loop, and I had no control over it anymore, and I was given no information about what's going to happen. Like We had a real rough scope of things that I would be okay with, and we talked about some basic stuff, but I, he was a, he's a really genius person about planning and making things and exciting a crowd and stuff like that. He was the perfect person to be the one who gets to sacrifice me. I knew that, but I was still scared as fuck. <laughs> so the day came, it was a really, really big play party. There were 70 people with like my, with like my friends. I like, we have a big like scene, like same like kind of you like here in Berlin, the kinky scene, it's in NRV, it's the same, but like 70 people were my friends and they were in this garden and this arena. And the day of the party came and I was really excited about what's going to happen. And um, we, we sat there in this room and um, it was like he was gathering people and um, he was tying me, like he was about saying like, okay, get naked, and he was tying. He is a rigger and he, he, we were making a shibari scene. There was like a corina and there was the, 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 the root, the tree root, and he was gathering the people in the crowd and there were people with the torches and I was upside down, tied, and people were watching. And he really took the crown because he had a crowd of people chanting with torches, making a ritual. And he had people had me, he had me tied up upside down naked, and people were throwing like flowers on top of me and smearing me with mud and glitter. And then he cut me off with knives with a, with a rope, and I was being sacrificed on this route in the arena with four people watching and a crowd with torches that chanted. Yeah. I was getting a real midsummer vibe on that one. What? <laughs> oh my heavens. Okay, so um, just a little moment of, of disconnect for me happened because my partner is from the UK where torches is just a flashlight. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, that doesn't sound very... Sexy. <laughs> you meant like pitchforks and torches, that sort of shit. Yes. Very good, okay. I got into it, but the first time you said torches, I'm like, wait, are we... Uh... <laughs> where, where did you learn your vocabulary for that item? Okay, got it, okay. I recently discovered a new kink, tentacle porn. <laughs> Cheers to that. I tell you what, uh, there, there's, there was a, a time where I was regularly writing custom erotica for people on a typewriter. Um, I would do it on the street. Like, it's called Sidewalk Smut. If you ever want to buy some from me, talk to me. I still have the typewriters. Um, but I would do it on, I would do, I would type for people on the street, and I definitely got more than a few commissions for some tentacle 
uh, porn. And um, I have to tell you, it's amazing the depth of my imagination because I don't know anything about tentacle porn at all. But I sure came up with some good anatomically correct actions on that one. I have a lot of experience receiving anal, but, um, and I'm not complaining. I really, really like that a lot. Wow! <laughs> um, but also being a very sex positive, sex educator, uh, sex writer, and it's been conflicting for me that there's this uh, morsel in the male body that can produce immense pleasure, but I don't really know how to access it. And I mean, I, I, I kind of came into it with a slow start. I was uh, for a really long time in two consecutive long-term relationships. The first one, we were too young and maybe too innocent to even kind of go there. And the second one, I'm not going to go into detail, but um, my ex-partner missed some chapters on personal hygiene, so I was never very tempted to go there. So I came out uh, as into my personal sexual exploration in my early 30s, uh, really eager to kind of, you know, devour the full menu um, <laughs> and, and explore everything. Um, I was really lucky to right at the beginning meet someone, um, this very eccentric artist dude with a penchant for pegging. Um, and that was great. I learned a lot. I learned all about also preparation and it was, it was wonderful, but it was a short-lived um, affair. And then later, I was exploring mostly uh, my submissive side, and I found that it's really, really hard to find uh, straight cis men that are into receiving anal. I don't know if that's a... And unfortunately, there seemed to still be this twisted idea that liking something up your ass can somehow negate your sexuality, which... Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what you like, in what orifices, in what shape, it doesn't change who you like. Um, yeah. But as I've been, you know, exploring, getting more switchy, being able to hold space and being, you know, topping people more as well, I've really been wanting to learn how to, you know, get in there and give pleasure as well. So. It started this year with a butthole party, which um, <laughs> the city has everything. I didn't, I didn't know what a butthole party was, but a friend of mine is a fetish photographer. He invited a bunch of people to a butthole party where we all had to come and get our portraits of our buttholes taken. They were gonna, they're going to be in a gallery. Uh, Close-ups of our buttholes. And we all also did butthole inspections. Everyone had their buttholes measured the like size of the diameter of the rosetta and the, the, the distance between the butthole and the vaginal opening if the person had a vagina and all kinds of different things and that everyone had close-up portraits of their buttholes and here like I was it was the most wholesome <laughs> night. It was really wonderful. And, but so this really set me up and I it got really excited about exploring buttholes. It just also gave me a completely new uh, view of my own butthole, having someone like, actually I got properly inspected and I got these compliments that I never, like, I had a very symmetrical butthole, I didn't know that, I didn't know that this was me. Um, so 
this just, I don't know, it was so heartwarming and beautiful. And, and, and so then my friend invited me to a prostate exploration, which added some sex positive space here in Berlin. I didn't know what to expect, but I filed my nails anyways, thinking that, you know, maybe something, something can happen. I was open for anything and everything. We got there, it started out kind of awkward, and the, the, the workshop host immediately said, like, this isn't really a workshop, it's more of an exploration, and everyone seemed to be kind of, you know, it was bright daylight, super bright. Everyone, I was like, this is weird and awkward. But then there was a, two couples that seemed really experienced, and a few people that had experienced, like, done some stuff on their own. I grabbed this one guy. Four? Yeah. You've done four. Um, <laughs> Uh, this guy who had experimented with himself and we were like okay let's do something and then I asked this one couple that seemed really experienced if they could maybe demonstrate a bit for me and then if it was okay like I could borrow her partner and try some stuff so <laughs> so everyone gets ready the guys get naked and um, and she starts uh, doing stuff with her partner he's like bent over naked and she gets her gloves on and start exploring and then she um, kind of waves me over and she's like you can you can get in there now and <laughs> I get I get my gloves on the lube he's just there like bent over and start with one finger two fingers and she's like no come on <laughs> three fingers and, and I'm like is this okay and then four fingers and then he's like put the whole hand in and so I'm like is this fine and so like I don't know basically half an hour into this workshop I am like wrist deep into this stranger's asshole and, and it was yeah it, it was wonderful I still didn't really figure out where the prostate was but <laughs> but he seemed to enjoy it and then after that I spent 45 minutes with this other guy's asshole I don't really after the after that we were like nice to meet you <laughs> but the great thing is after this i have uh, gone on to explore my male partner's buttholes more with two of my android toys toys um, and so 2024 is going to be my year of uh, giving anal pleasure <laughs> Something about the word butthole just takes all the stress out of it, though, right? And does, it, does it not? It's kind of like butthole. It's just, uh, butthole. It's very jolly. Um, frankly, I think that if, you're, if, you, if your whole hand is in, is in like a penis haver's butt up to the wrist, you are going to accidentally hit the P spot, probably, right? At that point, there's no room. You're, any kind of twisting you're going to do is going to hit that um, by accident. <laughs> Who's got a sex resolution for 2024? Who's got one? Anybody? Things you want to do. Maybe it's your bucket, bucket list. Make more porn. Make more porn. <laughs> what else do we got? Just shout it out. Don't raise your hand. Just shout it out. Ask for what I want. Ask for what I want. <laughs> Initiate more. Initiate more. Good, good. Good, good. What else? What else? Be sluttier. Yeah. Be sluttier in general. In specific, what is that? No, just kidding. 
general, a more general sort of abstract sluttiness, or just spreading out over more territory. <laughs> it could be like the weather forecast. Is there a 40% chance of rain everywhere, or a 100% chance of rain in a 40% of the territory? <laughs> Slutty everywhere. I think 40%. Yes. All right, what else? What else? Resolutions, sexy New Year's resolutions. More first dates in the nude. More first dates in the nude. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a sexy bra. Because at my size it's purely structural. It's almost architectural, you know. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. What else? Anybody else? DP. DP. Double penetration. Which one? Did someone just say which one? They don't have to go into details. <laughs> just fill it in in your own mind. Anybody else? Resolutions. Confidently say no. Confidently say no. I like that. What did I tell you? Lots of butt sex. Woo! I hope you still got your headphones on. I hope you plugged them in because, of course, your life is awesome, is not safe for work unless you're working in very specific industries. But otherwise, yeah, keep those headphones on for just a second longer while I uh, tell you a little bit more about who we thank for making your life is awesome possible. Of course, we thank you, the listener. Thanks so much for joining us. This is another year of Smut Slam around the world and another year of Your Life is Awesome. In Berlin, we have to give special love to our Storytelling Prize sponsors, Other Nature. They have been with us since 2017 in Berlin, and they keep giving the good stuff. They are eco-feminist, vegan, feminist, trans-friendly, all around super well-educated folks. They, they give good information and support to people exploring their sexuality, and we love them for it. Also, we want to thank our Berlin venue, Crack Belmer. They have an, a, a, a really great array of programming happening there every month, and we are so honored to be a part of their offerings to, to the Berlin community. So thanks to Crack Belmer. Go check them out for other music and variety and storytelling and all kinds of stuff. Crack Belmer. If you liked what you're hearing today and you haven't already checked us out on Patreon, you should. It's definitely worth your monthly contribution to help support the Smut Slam podcast. At Patreon, you also have the opportunity to listen to extended cuts, to behind-the-scenes information. We're also uh, doing kind of a soft launch or un, uh, a gentle rollout of a, of a new feature where I answer more fuck buckets. To be honest, like we don't get to put into the podcast nearly enough fuck bucket action. During the shows themselves, we have a lot of stuff happening from that magical receptacle and we want to put a little more online with that so i'll be answering questions exclusively for uh podcast listeners and uh, you can get some in on some of that action if you are over there on patreon so go check us out uh, depending on the area that you're in you may be finding an in-person smut slam coming your way in january we have slams in boston berlin barcelona leipzig Helsinki, Victoria, BC, and Tallinn, all right? If you want the dates and a ticket link, links for those, just go find our smutslam.com website and look at the directory page. You've got all the little linky links right there. 
you can still participate with Smut Slam, even if you're not in those areas, just by listening to this podcast and sending us your fuck buckets. You can, you yourself can submit an anonymous question or confession, and I may answer that or read it out loud at one of the next on one of the next podcasts. So go ahead and drop that in. Contact information is right there in our show description. Wherever you're listening this to, there's a way to contact us. So you can get in on that. As far as myself, if you like me uh, and you like what I do, I do do other things besides Smut Slam, oddly enough. Uh, I have to say, after the Canadian tour this last summer, I'm taking a few months to regroup and focus my sights on getting my one-woman show, Muse, an experiment in storytelling and life drawing out to festivals and other locations around Europe in the latter half of 2024 and into 2025. So if you want to know what's going on with that, you can find me at CameronMoreMuse.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Cameron Moore. You can follow me on Instagram, Cameron Moore. Check it out there. I'm, I'm on both of those platforms, uh, increasingly so on Instagram. And of course, SmutSlam itself, is there on Instagram. We're there on Facebook. We have a Telegram group. You want to just find us and get in touch with us any way you can because we have lots happening in 2024 and we will love to see you there with us. All right. So go find us out. Go to a smart slam if you can. Send your friends and any way you slice it. We hope that you're staying nice and warm and, and wrapped in your own community, wherever that is, whoever that is with you. Please take care of yourself and uh, stay smutty. And yeah, remember, your life is awesome. This has been Your Life is Awesome, a story podcast from Smutslam with Cameron Moore. Produced by me, Mark Seestedt. Music by Sticky Biscuits. A huge thank you to all storytellers featured. All stories are being shared with permission. Thanks also to Enjoy Toys, makers of deluxe stainless steel instruments of pleasure, for continually supporting SmutSlam. Find them at enjoytoys.com. If you want to help us make more of these, plus get access to longer episodes and other bonus material, please join our Patreon at patreon.com. Your life is awesome. If that's not in the cards right now, you can also help by rating and reviewing this show. Look for that option in your podcast app. We might read out some reviews on a future episode. Got a question for Cameron? Write or send a voice recording to smutslampodcast at gmail.com. This too might be featured on the podcast. And if you want to find out more about SmutSlam and the code of conduct we use in the shows, go to smutslam.com. All links mentioned can be found in the podcast info. Thanks for listening.